We're so glad to have you with us on the podcast today. 2019 is going to be an awesome year in your life. When you're finished listening, I hope you'll take a minute and write a quick review. Your encouragement will help others to be inspired and encouraged. Enjoy the message now. God bless you. Thanks for being with us today. If you're ever in our area, please stop by and be a part of one of our services. These are the finest people in all of Houston, Texas, right here at Lakewood. But I promise you, we will make you feel right at home. I like to start with something funny. And I heard about this older lady. She came to church one Sunday morning and a friendly usher met her at the back door and asked her where she wanted to sit. She said, I want to sit on the very front row. He said, oh, no, ma'am, you don't want to sit there. Our pastor is very boring. He'll put you to sleep. Let me find you another seat. She looked appalled. She said, sir, do you know who I am? He said, no, ma'am. She said, I am the pastor's mother. (laughs) He hung his head in embarrassment. He finally looked up and said, ma'am, do you know who I am? She said, no. He said, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about recognizing God's goodness. When you look back over your life, you can see the faithfulness of God. Times where He made a way where you didn't see a way. He opened a door and a dream came to pass. You were at the right place. You met that person and fell in love. Even when you made mistakes, he showed you mercy and covered you and brought you out. And here you are blessed and moving forward. You didn't get to where you are by yourself. It wasn't just your talent. It wasn't just good breaks. It was the hand of God. He's been working behind the scenes in your life pushing back forces of darkness, lining up the breaks that you need. Even before you were born, in your family line, God was orchestrating things in your favor. A grandmother that always prayed for you, she spoke faith into you and told you what you could become. That wasn't a coincidence. That was the goodness of God putting the right people in your life. Or maybe a great-great-grandfather that you never met but he lived a life of integrity. He gave, he served. Because he honored God, he put you in a position to be blessed. God has been working on your behalf for generations. Some of the favor that you're seeing didn't have anything to do with you. You stepped into opportunity, good breaks, promotion, because of those who went before you. Other people worked harder but they didn't get the position. They were more talented, had more experience, but the door didn't open. You're reaping from what your relatives sowed. Seeds of favor that didn't start with you. Psalm 105 says, they harvested what others planted. Someone in your family line made it easier on you. They made sacrifices. They got up early. They went the extra mile to do the right thing. 
They may have never seen the fullness of what they were believing for, but God never lets a seed be sown without a harvest. They sowed it so you could benefit. That's what the scripture says. You will live in houses that you didn't build. You will reap from vineyards that you didn't plant. It's talking about generational blessings. I know I'm reaping from the seeds that my parents and grandparents have sown. My grandmother on my father's side of the family made 10 cents an hour washing people's clothes during the Great Depression. She worked 12 hours, made $1.20 a day. She never really had much, but God is faithful. Those seeds didn't go unharvested. And some of the abundance that I'm seeing today is not so much what I've done. It's simply where God put me in my family line. I'm reaping what she sowed. It didn't happen in her generation, but it happened in my generation. That's why I take time every day to say, God, I recognize your goodness. I know I didn't get here by myself. You chose to bless me. You chose to show me mercy. See, it's easy to think, well, Joel, I'm successful because I'm talented. I'm blessed because I'm wise. I'm smart. I'm a hard worker. Let me ask you, where did you get that talent? It came from your father in heaven. Where did you get the wisdom? Where did you get the funds to go to school? How could your parents afford it? Why did the scholarship go through? Why did the loan go through? Because God favored you. He chose you to succeed. He chose you to go further than those before you. You could have been born generations back, perhaps when your family struggled and made sacrifices, didn't see the increase that you're seeing. You are living in the day they dreamed about. In one sense, it didn't have anything to do with you. It's just the hand of God putting you here at this time where you can reap what others have sown. My father was raised in a family that didn't know anything about God. They were good people, but they just didn't have any kind of faith. For several generations back, as far as we can see, it was the same thing. This could have continued on, been passed down to me and my children. But God, in his mercy, put a man by the name of Sam Martin in my father's life. They were friends growing up. In high school, Sam would get there early and write scripture verses on the chalkboard. My dad was so embarrassed. He tried to distance himself. Sam was determined. He kept talking to my father about the Lord. Didn't seem like he's doing any good because my dad wouldn't listen. But you never know when a seed is going to take root. You don't have to convict people. The Holy Spirit is the one that convicts. You just keep sowing the seed and at the right time, when the soil of their heart is softened, the seed will take root. A seed can live for years. You may not see anything happening. Your loved ones, with your friends, no sign of them changing. Don't worry, the seed is still alive. When my father was 17 years old, one night at two o'clock in the morning, he was walking home from a nightclub. He looked up at the stars and began to think about his destiny and what he would do with his life. He didn't know anything about religion, but he could feel God was drawing him that night. The next morning, he called his friend Sam, said he wanted to go to church with him. 
They sat on the very back row. The end of the service, the pastor invited people to the front to receive Christ. My father wouldn't go. He was too afraid. Sam leaned over and said, John, if you'll go, I'll go with you. My father stood up and walked down the aisle with his friend, Sam Martin. His life was never the same. I often think about where would I be without Sam Martin? What if God had not put him in my father's path? I wouldn't be up here. I wouldn't be married to Victoria. Wouldn't have my children. Many times when I'm praying, I say, Lord, thank you for Sam Martin. Thank you for putting him in our life. I recognize that's your goodness. If you knew all the things God has been orchestrating behind the scenes to get you where you are, people, promotion, protection, opportunities, you would be amazed. If this one person had not been at the right place and interacted with someone in your family, you wouldn't be here today. God's been thinking about you long before you got here. The scripture says God chose you before you could choose him. You didn't get here on your own. The creator of the universe chose you. When I think about all that God has done, the things I know about and the things I don't know about, I can't keep it to myself. I have to say, Lord, thank you for your goodness. I recognize your favor in my life. As you've heard today, my parents founded Lakewood on Mother's Day in 1959, 60 years ago, with 90 people in an old rundown feed store. They cleaned out the building borrowed some old wood pews. Didn't look like much, but the scripture says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't get discouraged because where you are is much smaller than what's in your heart. As a young man, my father knew one day he would pastor a church with thousands, but you have to be faithful with the small before God will trust you with much. That's a time of testing, a time of proving. It's easy to think, well, Joel, when I see some growth, when I get some good breaks, then I'll give it my all. No, you have to give it your all right where you are. God is watching. He sees what's not growing. He sees when you're in a feed store and others are in a nice building, stay faithful. Your time is coming. Sometimes now when I pull up to the compact center and I see this huge building on the freeway, with all the people, I feel a tear running down my cheek. It's because I remember where I came from. My mind flashes back to the feed store as a little boy sitting on the front row with the 90 people watching my father minister. I think about my grandmother that made 10 cents an hour, my grandfather that worked at the factory all those years. When I realize how far God has brought us, how he's opened doors I never dreamed would open, how he's taken us further than we ever imagined. I can't help but say, Lord, thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for taking me further than I could go on my own. When you look back over your life and see the faithfulness of God, the times he protected you, promoted you, healed you, favored you, don't take it for granted. It wasn't a lucky break. It wasn't an accident. That was the goodness of God. In Deuteronomy chapter eight, God told the Israelites, 
he was bringing them into the promised land. It described it as a land of abundance, flowing with streams and rivers. The clusters of grapes were so large, it took two people to carry. There was so much iron and copper in the ground, it was as common as stone. After promising all this increase and favor, God gave them a warning. He said in verse 11, beware that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord your God. For when you have become full and prosperous, when you have built nice houses, when your gold and silver has multiplied, do not forget the Lord your God rescued you out of slavery. Do not forget he led you through the wilderness with poisonous snakes. Do not forget he gave you water out of the rock. He fed you with manna, which your fathers knew not. God was saying in today's language, when your business takes off, when your health turns around, when you have that baby, I promise, when you get the compact center, don't let it become so common that you don't recognize it was my goodness, that you don't take time to thank me for what I've done. In one area of our lives, we're all in the promised land. We've seen God do amazing things, free you from an addiction, give you healthy children, bless you in your career, you know it was God's favor. At the time, you were so grateful. My challenge is don't lose that sense of awe. Live with that amazement at what God has done. Go back over the times where he made a way, protected you, opened that door that shouldn't have opened. If you don't remember what God has done, then it's easy to start taking the credit and think we got here by ourselves. We did it in our own power. The problem with forgetting is that God won't share his glory. He'll take you in credible places. He'll open amazing doors. But if you don't recognize it's his goodness, the same God that opened the door can close the door. That's why God gave them such a strong warning. He said, I am taking you into a land where you will lack nothing. You will have beautiful houses, businesses that are blessed, resources more than you can imagine. My only requirement is that you don't forget it was my favor that brought you here. It was my angels protecting you in the desert. It was my power keeping enemies from defeating you. I was the one that pushed back the Red Sea. I was the one that gave you water out of the rock. I was the one that brought you in to this land of abundance. That's why I never get tired of thanking God for what he's done in my life. You hear it all the time. Lord, thank you for giving us the compact center. I realize we didn't get this in our own strength. This is the hand of God. Lord, thank you for healing my mother from terminal cancer back in 1981. Well, Joel, that was almost 40 years ago. Yeah, but I'm not going to forget. I'm going to keep thanking God. Lord, thank you for leading me into that jewelry store where I met Victoria for the first time. Thank you that she couldn't keep her hands off of me. That was a lie, but that wasn't a coincidence. That was God directing my steps. The same God that led the Israelites through the desert and didn't let poisonous snakes harm them. Think about all the times God has protected you.
on the freeway. That car swerved at the last moment, barely missed you. That wasn't a lucky break. That was his angels protecting you. You weren't next in line, but somehow you got the promotion. Then another good break and another, and now you're living at a level you never dreamed. Like me, you've seen God show out in your life. You have some compact sinners, family members that God's healed, a person you met that changed your life for the better. Have you forgotten what God has done? Have you convinced yourself it was just fate? It would have happened no matter what? That's what causes blessings not to last. It's like this man I heard about. He pulled into a crowded parking lot and he couldn't find a parking space anywhere. He prayed, God, please help me to find a place to park. He pulled around the next aisle, right on cue, this car up front backed out. He said, never mind, God, I found one. Sometimes we have short memories. We forget God is the one that opened the door. He's the one that caused that college to accept you. He's the reason your company chose you over somebody else. He's the reason your health turned around. Sure, the medicine helped, but God is the healer. Don't forget about all the prayers he's answered for you. Take time to acknowledge his goodness. Not only are you thanking him, but you're reminding yourself, I didn't get here by myself. You're keeping the right perspective, giving God the credit. This is where King Nebuchadnezzar in the scripture got off course. He said in Daniel chapter four, how great is our God? How mighty are his wonders? His kingdom is everlasting. He started off good, giving God the credit, talking about his power, and God continued to increase him. But somewhere along the way, he started taking the credit. He forgot it was God who was giving him the power to succeed. In verse 29, he looked out over the city and said, is this not the great Babylon that I have built by my might and by my power for the honor of my glory and my majesty? Listen to all the my's, my might, my power, my glory, my majesty. His attitude was, I'm something great. The problem is, we weren't created to contain glory. We were created to give God glory. God will show you his favor as long as you let that glory flow through you and back up to him. But the moment you start keeping the glory, that's when the favor is going to stop. As Nebuchadnezzar was up there bragging to everybody about how great he was, verse 31 says, while he was still speaking, a voice came down from heaven and said, Nebuchadnezzar, this day you have lost the kingdom. Why is that? God won't share the glory. If you're going to keep it, he'll step away. But when you're constantly bragging on God's goodness, thanking him for what he's done, giving him the honor, you're going to continue to rise higher. The scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives favor to the humble. When you humble yourself and say, God, I know it was your goodness that got to me to where I am. It was your mercy that brought me out of these mistakes. It was your power that kept these enemies from defeating me. It was your favor that opened these doors. God, I recognize your goodness. When you give God the credit, 
He'll take you places that you've never dreamed. When I have friends come to see this building, first thing I always tell them is look what the Lord has done. When I see my mom healthy and whole, still after all these years, look what the Lord has done. When I see our son Jonathan up here ministering now, I didn't even think I would be a minister. Now my son is a minister. It's three generations. Look what the Lord has done. That's the goodness of God. What has he done in your life? Are you recognizing it? Are you living amazed, filled with gratitude? Or have you let it become common? Don't forget how he freed you from that addiction, how he brought the right person across your path, how he led you through the desert. Times you were discouraged, he made a way. He brought you out. He gave you water out of the rock. He provided when you didn't see how. Remember how he delivered you from a few Pharaohs, people and circumstances that had you in bondage. If you're going to continue to go further, you have to remember it is the Lord your God that got you to where you are and it is the Lord your God that's going to keep you going. Thank him for the doors he opened and thank him for the doors he closed. Thank him for the people that stood with you and thank him for those that walked away. You may not have liked it, but they weren't a part of your destiny. You didn't need them to become who you were created to be. Verse 16 says, he fed you with manna, which your fathers knew not. God is going to do things for you that your parents never saw. My father dreamed of building a 20,000 seat auditorium. He said even one time that we were going to purchase the compact center. He had this in his spirit, but it never came to pass in his lifetime. God put it in his spirit for his children. God has things in your future that your parents and those that went before you couldn't even fathom. Favor that your fathers knew not. I say this in humility, but if my father were here now, he would be amazed, not just at me being up here, but at the growth, the influence. God has done things for me that he never experienced. My father used to call me sometimes so excited. He would tell me the income for the ministry that week. The giving was a certain amount. My father came out of poverty never he was raised with much and he was so in awe and so filled with gratitude he'd have to share it with someone else as amazing as that was what we see now is more than 10 times what my father would call me about he couldn't even fathom this that's the way god is he's going to increase you in ways that your parents never saw influence income creativity opportunities resources it says he fed you with manna. The word manna means, what is it? They had never seen it before. It was bread that formed on the ground out there in the desert. God has some manna for you. He has some of these, what is it? Things where you think, I didn't see this coming. I never dreamed I'd be running this business, handling these resources, living in this house. You may not see how it can happen. Don't worry, God has the manna. He has things that you've never seen, doors that have never opened, someone you've never met, influence at new levels. Get ready, things are about to shift in your favor. Unexpected opportunity, 
unexpected promotion, unexpected breakthroughs. God is preparing the manna right now. He's getting things ready to show out in your life. What he's done in your past is going to pale in comparison to what he's about to do. Now, here's the key. When you see the manna, favor that you've never seen, always remember it is the Lord your God that's causing you to increase. He's the one that's giving you the power to live an abundant, victorious life. As we celebrate 60 years here at Lakewood, I can sum up how I feel with one phrase, to God be the glory. Let him increase and let us decrease. God, may we make your name famous. Let us shine brighter. Let us take new ground. Let us affect the culture in a greater way. God, we commit, we will always remember where you brought us from. We remember how You've defeated giants that were much bigger. How you didn't stop all the opposition, but you blessed us because of it. God, we remember how you sustained us for 60 years. May generations to come be still be telling of your goodness from this very building. May it be a continuous lighthouse of hope. What's interesting is after King Nebuchadnezzar lost the kingdom because he thought he had done it all in his own strength, he changed his mind. He realized God had given him the favor, that God was promoting him. He humbled himself. Here's how amazing God is. He's so merciful, he put Nebuchadnezzar back in power. Verse 37 says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, give praise and honor to the king of heaven. A few verses earlier, he was saying, My glory, my honor. Now he was saying, I praise the king of heaven. Instead of taking the glory, he started giving God the glory. When he did, God gave him another chance. I wonder if there are areas in your life like him. You think you've done it in your own strength and it's limiting how high you can go. If you will start recognizing God's favor, thanking him for what he's done, giving him the honor, then God will open new doors and take you further. He won't share the glory, but when you're quick to give him the glory, there's no limit to how high you will go. I'm asking you to recognize God's goodness in your life. Remember how he led you through the desert, brought you through those difficulties, how you met the right person. Wasn't a lucky break. That was the Lord, your God. He's been working in your life even generations back. Why don't you get up every morning and say, Lord, thank you for your goodness. If you'll do this, I believe and declare you're about to see some manna, influence, opportunities, creativity, income that you've never seen. Like Nebuchadnezzar, God is going to give you back what you lost. Your latter days will be better than your former days in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, can you say amen today? I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. Thank you for listening to the Joel Osteen Podcast. 
Help us continue to share the message of hope with those all over the world. Visit joelosteen.com slash give hope to give a gift today. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired all through the week. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.